Hello there, and welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. I hope everybody is having a great week of writing. Um, so as you know, I'm in the middle of doing NaNoWriMo, as are plenty of other people in the author community and lots of people in my Facebook group who are following along with me. And I have been listening the last few weeks to their wins and their struggles and everything that's been going you know, well or maybe not so well for them as they embark on this difficult but worthwhile task of completing NaNoWriMo. And what I've come to realize is that doing NaNo, writing your book really fast, doing it at least once, may be the best thing you could possibly do for your writing career. And no, you don't have to do it every year or on a continual basis, and you don't even have to get great results from the book you write during the month of November. But it still is probably the best thing you could do for yourself as an author and for your author business. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. That's what this episode is all about. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today best-selling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. Okay, so happy Thanksgiving to those in the States and to anyone outside the States celebrating it. This is the time of year when we get together as families, eat way too much turkey and pie, and then go home and sleep real hard. (laughs) Especially because the commercial part of the Christmas season officially begins the day after Thanksgiving in the States. If that totally confuses you, then you're probably not an American, and that is okay because it confuses some of us too. But that's okay. That's what we're doing this week. I actually put the episode out um, a day early to provide for the holiday. And uh, as you're listening to this, chances are I'm in my kitchen baking up a storm for the holiday. Wish me luck on that. Hopefully I don't poison anyone. Um, All right. So in terms of personal update, we'll start with NaNo. I did hit 50K words last week, end of last week. And I was really happy about that. So I hit my first nano goal, which is just to do the 50,000 words. My second nano goal was to finish the first draft of the book I'm working on, which is Intercron number five. It's called Relativity. And that is going to take another 15 to 20,000 words because I'm pretty sure it's going to come in right around 70K. Um, So that's my goal for this next week. Of course, like I said, I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving baking. So wish me luck. I'm going to be juggling a lot of things. But I'm really hoping to have the first draft of this book written um, before the end of the month. And then it will just take me a few weeks to do the editing. I actually do a lot of editing as I go, so it's already in pretty good shape. But there will be a little bit more that I'll need to do. It'll probably take me a week or two in December, and then it will be ready to go. So I'm really excited about that, and I hope that everybody who's doing NaNo is doing well with it too. Just remember that even if you don't get everything done, if you don't quite hit your goals, that's okay. You're still going to end up with a lot more than you started with at the beginning of the month. Okay, let's talk about uh, Mindset Minute here for a minute. I came across kind of a statement that had the phrase, to be aware, to understand, and to know. And I thought about that for a long time, about that sequence. And the more I thought about it, the more sense it made. Anytime we want to achieve or overcome something, so think about your writing, whatever book you're struggling with, if you're doing nano, if you're trying to figure out a character, it doesn't matter. 
Anytime we try to achieve or overcome something, we go through the sequence. First, we become aware of the problem, okay? So that's to be aware. Then we seek to understand why. Why is there a problem? Why is this hard? Why do we need to overcome this? Um, often, this is the difficult step, the why. We have to dig a little deeper to understand the real problem because very often what we think was the problem uh, is actually not the real problem. It's a byproduct of the problem or an effect of the problem, okay? Then, with the understanding, there's a light bulb moment where we finally get it and then we know, okay? And then we're in the knowing. So the whole statement, once again, is to be aware, to understand, and then to know. And this is the sequence we go through anytime we're trying to achieve something, okay? So how can we compare this to your writing? First, we might be aware that we want to write a book, that we want to be an author. Then there's the understanding. That's kind of the clunky middle, if you think of it in terms of a novel. It's the clunky middle where you're learning and you're growing and you're figuring it out, but you really don't have it all figured out yet. And then you get a light bulb moment and suddenly you know whether you can do this, what you need to do to do this. And the knowing comes not only from that light bulb moment, but it also comes from the experience of doing it, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind. Stop and figure out where you are in your writer's journey. Are you, I'm assuming because you're here and you're listening to this, that you're probably past the awareness part, right? You already know you want to be an author. That's why you're here. That's why you're doing nano. That's why you're trying to write a book. That's why you're, you know, maybe trying to educate yourself on how to write well, that sort of thing. Then there's the understanding. If you are not at a point yet where you completely understand how to build an author business, where you understand what to do, where you understand that you absolutely can do it and how to do it, if you aren't to that point yet, that you are, then you are still in phase two of the sequence. You are in the understanding, which means you are doing the work. You are showing up every day. You are learning. You are changing. You are working on things. You probably don't have it all figured out yet, but guess what? Most people are in this phase. They are in the understanding, okay? You'll hit a point where a light bulb will go off and you'll get it. And of course, it's not one overarching light bulb that will apply to every part of the writing process. You're going to have light bulbs, little ones along the way. How to, um, you know, write better, how to flesh out a character, how to flesh out an arc, how to email your list, how to grow an email list, how to market in different ways, how to do ads. I mean, you're going to have little light bulbs all along the way. But you'll come to a point where you will understand everything about it. You will say, I know that if I apply these principles and work this hard for this amount of time at this pace, I will produce a book. And if I do this, like emailing my list and doing these kinds of ads because I have tested them and they're working, it will work and I will sell that book. Okay, so you'll get to the point where you're in the knowing. So I guess my whole point about this is just think about that. Think about where you're at right now and don't beat yourself up if you're not in the knowing yet. Guess what? Most of us are not, at least not entirely. We might be in the knowing about one thing, but not about something else. Okay, life is like that. We're constantly working on things, constantly trying to improve. So keep this in mind as part of your journey to be aware to understand and then to know. And the other thing I want to throw out there is it is a great template for a story, okay? So I teach things like uh, the lie the character believes, um, what they want versus what they need, things like that. And so you might have a character who starts out being aware of the problem, then they seek to understand it and how to overcome it. And then once they hit the no, that's when they will triumph in the climax of the book. And the reason that works so well as a writing template is because that is very true to life, as we just talked about. Okay, so that's what I wanted to put out there for um, Mindset Minute, just something to think about and, you know, maybe to use in your writing. You never know. Okay, so let's get on to the meat of the episode. I said at the beginning that writing your book fast might just be the most 
important and impactful and the best thing you could do for your author career. Now, most of you probably don't think that. Most people think that writing fast leads to low quality books, right? Low quality words. And actually, I did get this comment from somebody who saw what we were doing with NaNoWriMo who said, you can't force the words, you can't force the muse, you're not doing anyone any favors by trying to get them to ratchet up their word count. I actually respectfully disagree with that, but then he kind of ended with something that I thought was interesting where he said, those aren't going to be high quality words. That I actually agree with, okay? But I think we're kind of comparing apples and oranges here and we're not seeing the big picture, okay? I understand why people think that um, because I've thought that before too. And, and I mean, let's face it, the first time we write a book, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of brain cramping. So of course we think that it's going to take a long time. But let me tell you a story because in by taking our experience, you know, the first time we wrote a book, even... The first many books we wrote, if it's always taken you a long time to write a book, and saying that that is the end-all be-all of the experience of writing, it's extremely short-sighted, okay? And let me explain why. So when I was a teenager, my, mo my mom and my grandma taught me how to crochet. To this day, I can still crochet blankets, okay? It's not something I do very often because it's just not how I choose to spend my time, but I do know how to do it. The very first time I did it, it took me forever, okay? Hours and hours sitting in front of the TV trying to master the stitch, right? And only halfway paying attention to what was going on in the TV. And I did eventually, you know, create some blankets that were really fun. And it was, you know, very satisfying to create that. But it took a long time to do. I mean, we're talking probably a month of working on it constantly to get even like a baby size, like infant size baby blanket, right? But as time went on, I continued doing it. And what do you think happened? I got faster at it. In fact, I remember being, I was probably 16 or 17, and a woman I went to church with had a baby, and I was able to crochet a full-size blanket for her baby. It was blue because she was having a boy, and it only took me a couple of weeks working on it, you know, maybe an hour a night. It was much faster, okay? If I wanted to create a business around crocheting blankets, I could totally do that. So you might be thinking, well, yeah, of course. I mean, of course you got better because you practice. But think about that in terms of our writing. We tend to write one book, and maybe it takes us two years to write it, the very first book we write. Then we just get stuck in this rut in our mind where we think every book's going to take two years. And even if it doesn't, even if you know that you'll get the second one through faster, and you do, maybe the second one only takes a year or only takes six months, we still are really shoring ourselves up in our potential because we're believing that the only way to write a high-quality book is to write it really slowly, okay? Now, it's very true that when you finish NaNoWriMo, your words are not going to be terribly high quality, okay? Because you're writing them very fast and most people are not editing as they go along. I actually do some editing as I go along, but I also recognize that I'm going to need more, okay? That's not the point. The point is not to write really high quality words. It's to get your draft written so that you have something to go back and revise, okay? I don't think I know any author who would assume that as soon as they finish NaNoWriMo, they can slap those words into a document and hit publish, okay? It doesn't work that way. So I would just say to the commenter that you're probably not entirely understanding the point of NaNo. It's not to get high quality words. It's to get something written, okay? But why am I saying that that is the best thing you can do for your business? Well, first of all, let's look at whether people always write high quality books slowly, okay? I can tell you right now, I could list half a dozen romance authors that put out a book a month. Now, these may not be very long books. They might be more like novellas or in the 50 to 60,000 word length, and that's fine. But they're still doing them monthly, okay? And they make bank on those books, okay? They are giving their readers exactly what they want, and they are making sure through editors and such that they are high quality before they hit publish. 
Now, you might come up with a lot of reasons why you can't do that. You don't write romance or you write longer books, and that's fine. That's totally fine. But the point is, there are people doing this who are making money at it. Now, let's look at a second example. Let's look at some, somebody that you would know pretty well, even if you don't read his books. Let's look at Stephen King. He has famously said that he writes 2,000 words a day. That's actually not that many words. That's not much more than NaNoWriMo requires to do 50,000 in a month, okay? He does this seven days a week, okay? That means he's writing 14,000 words a week. Now, let's think about that and do the math. If you are writing, say, an average size book's like 70 to 90,000 words, if you're writing 2,000 words a day, seven days a week, you should be able to do that in six weeks. The math adds up, I promise. Pull out your calculator and do it. Now, I get flack all the time for saying that you should get your book written in 90 days. People just have a cow about that and, oh, I could never do that. That's too fast and it would be so low quality. But guys, <laughs> 2,000 words a day, you can write a 70 to 90,000 word book in six weeks. Now, you certainly don't have to write seven days a week if that doesn't work for you. You can, you know, write more words, fewer days, or, you know, whatever you want to do. You kind of have to adapt it to you. But my point is, Stephen King can get a book written pretty quickly. And I think we can all agree that he has pretty high quality stories. You know, even if it's not your thing and you don't like the horror genre, okay. But the dude's a millionaire, right? He, he, he has a raving fan base because he's good at what he does. So my point is, and, and yes, there are plenty of caveats you could make about how his books are longer than 70,000 words usually, so it probably takes longer. That's true. But I mean, even if you're writing double that, if you're writing a 150,000 word book, Again, double six weeks, it would just be in 12 weeks. And that's what I advocate anyways, getting your book done in 90 days. Okay, so my point is, it can't possibly be true that it's not possible to write a book quickly and still have it be high quality because people are doing it. Stephen King has been doing it since the 70s. Just keep that in mind. And I want you to really integrate that. Now, does that mean that starting tomorrow you're going to be able to do that? No, I mean, you have to work up to it. You have to figure out your process. Stephen King has lots of editors that you know, help him with that editing to keep it in line when his words maybe aren't as high quality some days. And that's something that we all have to figure out. But the point is, it is very doable. So what's this got to do with NaNoWriMo? Obviously, we are writing our books really quickly with NaNoWriMo. But I talked about at the beginning the, the wins and the struggles from people that I'm talking to during NaNoWriMo and what I'm seeing with them. I've had several people tell me that they had to stop for a few days because they realized that their story was kind of falling apart, you know, and, it, and it, there are different reasons why. They had a big plot hole they didn't think of, or they were writing towards something, and as they started going, they realized they were missing things, or it just wasn't working to go there, or, you know, whatever the case might be. In fact, I actually did something like this. I started to feel like something wasn't working in my story. I didn't actually stop for several days, but I took one day and several hours and kind of did a little bit of storyboarding and moved some scenes around that I realized needed to be changed, that they weren't working the way that they were laid out at that point. So I moved them around. I had to add in some things. Okay, in order for this to work, I got to make sure and um, write this over here and put in this over here and take that out and move that over here. And once I got that all moved around, then I felt better about it. And I went, okay, now I can move forward. Okay. Now, there's a very good chance that that might happen at some point in your story. And it would have happened with my story one way or the other. But if I was writing my story really slowly over months and months, how much longer would it have taken me to figure that out? I honestly think that writing your book quickly, it's a way of failing forward, okay? You should always try to fail quickly so that you can fix things quickly, okay? And what I mean by fail quickly is figure out where it's not working now. Don't, don't be afraid of what's not working. Don't keep puttering along hoping that it works, okay? Figure it out. Be very intentional about it. 
fail forward, figure out what's not working so that you can fix it, okay? And then you'll get done sooner. Writing fast helps you do this. It would have taken you so much longer to figure that out if you weren't writing quickly. It's also kind of the same thing with reading something quickly. You're, you're going to be able to connect different parts of the story, things that were said in the first chapter with things that are said in the last chapter, if you read it in a week. But if it takes you six months to read it, you've already forgotten what was in that first chapter. So you're not going to have the same really highly connecting, highly emotional experience with that story. And the same is true of writing. Okay, your story is going to be more cohesive. You're going to keep it together. You're going to remember everything because you're writing it quickly. Okay, so that's that's the first advantage of writing your story quickly. The next one is that it helps you with your mindset. Think about this, guys. As overwhelming as NaNoWriMo might be, as, as much as it's a heavier writing load, so it's harder, you now have evidence that you can write this quickly because you've done it before, so you know it's possible. So it opens up your mindset to help you see what you can do in terms of being a writer, okay? It will help you realize your potential, your potential for how quickly you can get something written, for how well you can see a story in a short time, all of that. So it's going to help you change your mindset around writing. Um, third, it's going to force you to increase your stamina. So there are plenty of people who say, I can only write 500 words a day, that's all I got. Now, I'm going to push back against that. I don't think you're lying. I think that's what you're doing now. But I also think you're kind of in a rut. You've hit a point where you're leveling off and you need to push through it, okay? You absolutely can push through it. You can write as many words as you want to write in a day. You just have to put your mind to it and work up to it, okay? This forces you to do that. Wherever you're at, this is forcing you to write at least, if you're doing it, right? At least the, I think it's 1,666 words per day, something like that. If you're already writing that much per day, then maybe it's not forcing up your word count per session, but are you writing daily? Okay, if you write that many words daily for 30 days, you have a pretty well ingrained habit. Now, you might be looking forward to the end because it's a lot, right? It's more than you usually do, but I would encourage you to stop and think and say, okay, I have done this for 30 days. It is possible for me to write this much every day. Can I move around my schedule so that I'm doing this every day and putting this in my schedule. Okay, can I move some other stuff around so that I'm not so overwhelmed? Once you start doing this every day, don't stop. Okay, ingrain that habit and create a lifelong writing habit. And NaNoWriMo will force you to do that <laughs> in only 30 days. So this is another reason that I think it's a really good thing for your career, for your mindset, for your confidence as a writer to write your book really, really quickly. And finally, the fourth way is that you will get a book written quickly. <laughs> exactly what NaNoWriMo is for. You will have a finished draft of a manuscript, even if it sucks, even if the words are not very high quality. You have something now. You did that. Guys, do you know how many people in the world say they want to write a book and never do? So many, okay? And of the people who start, do you know how many never even finish that first manuscript? I would say it's probably 90% on both fronts, okay? 90% of the people who say they want to write a book never even start. Of the ones who start, 90% never even finish that first draft, okay? So if you can push through and get through a first draft, yes, it's going to need revisions. Yes, you're going to have to go back and do a lot of editing. But you have something that most people will never have. You have just worked harder and accomplished something that lots of people say they want, but they never get around to it, okay? So that is another really good um, advantage of writing your book quickly because you push through and you get it done. The longer that you let it drag out, the more likely you are to lose interest, rationalize not getting it written, or, you know, just get distracted by other things, okay? So put your mind to it, get it written quickly. And what I can tell you is that the people who are trying to do NaNoWriMo, they are making progress by leaps and bounds. Even if they 
you know, don't quite hit the 50K or don't quite finish the novel or, you know, whatever their goal is, if they don't quite hit it, they have so much work under their belt by the time it's done. So this is being done, okay? You can prove it by all the people who are um, doing it right now. And I will be able to prove it to you through my own work because I'm going to finish the first draft of this book by the end of the month. And then I'm going to edit it and get it out to my beta readers next month. And it will come out probably in January, the end of January. And that is a book that I, yes, I was planning it for a long time, but I hadn't gotten around to writing it. I did it in a month. Understand, I didn't come up with the concept and write it in a month. I had it very well outlined before I started. And that is why I am very much an advocate for outlines. But I wrote it in a month, I got it edited, and I got it out to market, period. And if you want to do that, you can. And it, even doing it one time will increase your ability to write on all fronts when it comes to speed, quality of words, confidence as an author, all of that by leaps and bounds, okay? So let's just recap these really fast. The advantages of writing your book quickly, such as through Nano, and understand, I know that Nano is almost done, and if you didn't do it this year, it's, it's too late to do it in November, but I believe they have another one that's kind of like a semi-nano nano that they do, I, I don't remember what month, but you can do this anytime you want, just on your own. You know, set aside time every single day, hold yourself to it, maybe get an accountability partner, and go for it, get that book written quickly, okay? So um, one more time to recap. The reason that it's really good to get your book written quickly is because it helps you to fail fast, which means you see the problems in your manuscript with your characters in your story at large quickly and will help you to fix them. Number two, it makes you realize that you can write this fast, okay? So it will broaden your mindset so that you understand what your potential is as a writer and that you actually can do this. And you can probably do it a lot more quickly than you ever thought possible, but without sacrificing quality, okay? Um, it does force you to actually increase your stamina, either how many words you're doing per session, depending on you know where you are when you start, or how many days per week you are writing. And finally, it helps you get that book written so that you have something that you can go back and edit. So if you did not participate in Nano this year, that is fine, but I'm going to encourage you to do your own. You know, maybe in December, or if that's just not gonna work because, you know, Christmas, we all get it, maybe in January, maybe it can be a New Year's resolution. You're gonna get a book written in January, and even if you don't keep that pace going after January, it will help you so much. It will increase your ability as an author by leaps and bounds, okay? So that's what I want you to do. At least consider it. Sit down with a calendar and figure out when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, all of that. Get the family on board so they'll support you. And I think it will be one of the best things you have ever done for your writing career, okay? So that is it for today. That's kind of the uh, some of the lessons of Nano. I hope those who are still doing it continue to do it. Just push through, keep going. You're doing great. And it's going to help you so much doing this. I think you will forever look back and think that was one of the best things I could have done for my writing career, even if you didn't quite hit your goals and even if maybe the book you wrote didn't end up being a great book for you, that's okay. Okay, it's the, the results of this are somewhat non-tangible, but they will help you throughout your writing career for the rest of your life if you want them to, okay? So keep that in mind. Everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving and a wonderful week of writing. Thanks so much for listening today. Go forth and write amazing, life-changing stories. And remember, there is always a market for awesome. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. 
So join the revolution and be a prolific author.